Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. Before we get started, I am asking for donations to keep my show free of ads and interruptions and provide the best quality information out there. There is a link in the description below. And again, thank you so much for supporting my podcast and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with Michael Philpott, providing you inspiration, information, knowledge, and motivation to help you on your soul's path covering topics related to health and happiness from the mystical to the metaphysical and everything in between, making the unknown known. Now let's join the podcast to discover today's topic. And we are recording. Hello, Jackie, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And thank you for inviting me. I am really excited. You know, I met you like years ago. You probably won't remember because I know you meet a lot of people, you have a lot of events and you do a lot of different things. And it was about 10 years ago, it was at a psychic event hosted by one of my old teachers, Carolyn Molnar. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember seeing you there and everybody was like, oh, we got to meet this lady. We got to meet this lady. <laughs> and then finally, because, you know, you are kind of like a, a celebrity out there in the mediumship world. You know, your face is all over the world with your television show. And we're going to talk all about that. And um, it's so finally nice to kind of actually have a conversation like a one-on-one conversation, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and you know, um, I, as you were talking about uh, Caroline Molnar, who I love, she's she's fabulous. Um, I had a, an image of that room that you were talking about. I am sure there are photographs that have been taken of that event, and I'm sure that you're on one of the photographs. Come on, really? I need to go back and take a look. Yeah. I would be really, I'd be, I'd be yeah. something to see. That'd be fantastic. It's yeah. so serendipitous for sure. So Jackie, I have to ask you this. Okay. Mediumship. A lot of people understand mediumship, but what you do is very, very, very specific. Like you do rescue mediumship. So how would you describe what a rescue medium does? Well, I don't rescue mediums, Okay, um, well, I, <laughs> but um <laughs> Yeah, you know what, because I, I am a medium and I do like readings as well, but when you are doing spirit rescue work, you are actually rescuing the you know, the, the spirit that's trapped in wherever they're trapped, a house or location or whatever. You you need to go and talk to that spirit and find out why they're there. You know, what are you hanging around for? I call it spirit counseling. You know, it's like a, a counseling sort of session. And finding out why they're there, why they're hanging out there, and how we can help. So um, we help them to go over to the light by a series of talks, um, getting to um, chat to them to find out what the problem is. Just like you would, you know, if somebody has a problem and they go to see, maybe they go to see a a doctor or they go to a counselor or yeah a psychologist and say I have this problem this is what's going on in my life now and sometimes they take those problems with them and then they don't know how to deal with it or sometimes they're just lost they just don't know where to go they've gotten there and they're thinking right okay now which way do I go a little bit in the dark here so we just point them in the the right direction so that's basically the basics of spirit rescue work however you are working blindly with it, you know. So when you're giving a, a a message to someone, whether you're on a rostrum giving a message to an audience, or it's a one-to-one reading with somebody, you get their feedback straight away. Oh yes, okay, yeah, Uncle Joe. Oh gosh, yeah, he always wore a hat like that. You know that sort of feeling. But when you're working with spirit energy, you got nobody to come back and say, "Yeah, okay, yeah, I understand." that's that's exactly who it is because you're working blindly so that's why we always um, like to back up whatever we're doing with research after the event you know so talking to a spirit who tells you his name's William tells you that maybe he died in a farming accident well then afterwards let's go and research that and let's find out which is why you know uh, rescue mediums I think is so popular because we've got a beginning, a middle and an end. We've got an end to the story where the, the head of research, Hedna Dargi, who's amazing, um, goes out and um, 
finds that information that matches up to what we've said, you know, so which is very important. That's very important to me anyway. Yeah, I think so too, because it really gives closure, but it gives valid validity to it as well. Because by the end, because, you know, sometimes you, you kind of question that. Like, I mean, when you're doing mediumship work, when you're giving an audience, you get that feedback, you get that confirmation, but you don't have that confirmation. And by having somebody who researches it and finds it, and it, I mean, this can be very difficult, the research part of it, because, you know, you got to go back years, hundreds of years, maybe, you know, even longer to figure out what happened to this individual. So yeah. how did you approach like that? Was somebody like one day said, you know what, Jackie, I had this problem in my house. I think there's a spirit in my house. Can you come over and take a look? Like, how did that start for you? Yeah, that's exactly how it started. Really? <laughs> you must be psychic. Um, yeah, no, that it is just how it started. Like, you know, somebody uh, contacted uh, me to say, I've got this problem. I don't know what to do, you know, because I've been doing this a long, long time. You know, uh, what would your advice be? So really, you know, we sort of thrown in at the deep end, as spirit tend to do, uh, throw you in at the deep end. And we were sent to... Um, this house we didn't know why we were going there and we had to travel a few hours to to get there this lady had rung she'd gotten this problem and she didn't know what to do about it uh, all we knew is there was just like a sense in the house of upset and uh people who would uh be sort of at loggerheads with each other there was no reason for that and there was just a, a, a something there she knew more than she told us and I'm, when i'm saying us i'm talking about uh christine who was uh, my first partner on, on rescue mediums so christine and i went to this house and um when we when we got there we had to wait for them. It, it turned out to be a, a vicarage, you know, a rectory. So uh, there had been a clergyman. It wasn't now, but it was um, uh, sort of years prior to that. So it was attached to the church. So when we got there, there was no one available. We had to go into the church. The funny thing was, we always meditate uh, every every day or we meditate when we're about to do a reading or when we're about to go uh, on an investigation and and on that particular day meditated and we were told that we would see butterflies and it was february and we were thinking nah, no that's not going to happen and this is no word of a lie we went into that church and there were butterflies all flying around the altar Wow. Honestly, it was incredible. So we thought, okay, yeah, we know we're in the right place. They're letting us know we're in the right place. So eventually we goes into the house and it was a three-story uh, house. Um, and we were aware of um, a feeling on the very top floor of, of there was a lot of, it, it was like it was a jumble up of feelings. So one minute, yay, yay, really, really happy. And the other, uh, a sort of a frightened feel and then a very upset feel. Anyway, cut to uh, the chase because I can talk for England. I'll, That's I'll go okay. We're, we got lots of time. This is good. This is all golden. Don't worry. I mean, this is why I want these type of stories. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, you know, it, and it's such, it is such a sweet story, really. Um, because we we started to um, communicate with um, a young boy. I think he was probably about 10 or 11, that sort of age. And he had Down syndrome. And uh, he was ever such a lovely lad, you know, and he came and, and he was chatting to us. Um, we invited the homeowner to join us. So we sat in a circle, sent the energy around to try and find out why he was there it was very unusual for, you know, because they're such a happy-go-lucky uh, sort of personalities, you know, and he had that lovely personality. And then um, another figure came in, and this other figure was um, a servant, a female, and she told us the story, and she said that this young man had been that he lived on that top floor and he was chained at times into a particular area there. Wow. He was chained by, you know, the, the ankle so that he couldn't go into any other areas of the house. Wow. Um, and he was taken out at nighttime on a lead like a dog would be. And she was the one that had to take him. Oh, and the wow. reason was 
was because his father didn't any, want anyone to know that he had a Down syndrome child, which I, it was just appalling, absolutely. Oh my God, it was heartbreaking, yeah. heartbreaking, really. And the whole time we were, we were doing this, the lady who owned the house, she was sitting there, she was, she was crying, she was getting really, really upset. We were aware that what we were saying to her, what we were relaying to her, was very upsetting for it. Then all of once, I saw uh, a, like a grandfather figure, and this young boy turned round and he's going like that, and he's waving, he's waving like this to his grandfather. The grandfather came, took him by the hand, and the 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 lovely nurse who'd looked after him as well. She sort of followed behind, and off they went. And bless him, as he was going through the light, he turned round and he just waved at us, and this huge, big, beaming smile. Oh it was abs it was a wonderful thing, a really wonderful experience um, to feel that we were part of that and we could help with that. After we'd finished the rescue, and then we did like a cleansing to lift the energy. The homeowner said to us, she said, I want to show you something. She knew the story and she she said that there had been a child there who had had got Down syndrome. She showed us a cup and she said, I took the I had the chains taken out of this place and that's where they were. She didn't know what they were for. Wow. But yeah, and and she showed us where the chains had been there so what was interesting about that was a few days later we went to our local spiritualist church and the medium on the rostrum came at the very end of the service and she said i've got to give you a box of chocolate from this young lady in spirit uh, who says that you know she was a servant and you know exactly why it's being given to you so it's like oh my goodness wow that is so profound. Yeah. That is so, so I mean, yeah. it's so heart wrenching, but so uplifting at the same time, like just, mm -hmm. and then the confirmation, because that's, I think yeah. that's always so gold when the work that you do in mediumship is, is the confirmation when you get confirmation from spirit and that divine love. And you feel that because that's so profound because you're actually helping them go into the light. And it's yeah. so profound. Like, it's such an amazing thing. Like I was, I was getting goosebumps when you're saying the light showed up and then he kind of turned around and waved to you and say, Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Then you mm -hmm. get confirmation again saying, yeah. thanks. I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It was lovely. Yeah. So yeah, being thrown in at the deep end, we had no idea where we, why we were going there. And then it was word of mouth. Then people got to know about what kind of work we did. You must um, have been so busy. Yeah, still am. Still, still am busy. <laughs> Although, of course, with lockdown, um, I'm having to do a lot um, of remote rescue work now. I've done I've done that for a long time anyway, doing remote rescue work. Um, but now, of course, there's no alternative. It has to be remote. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah it's it's so amazing. Now, do you work with a, um, you know specific you know angels or you know spirit guides to help you because? You know, there is some, I wouldn't say danger to it, but again, there is some risk involved when you kind of go into that uh, type of environment. And I'm, I, from my understanding, there's various levels of things could happen during, a, you know, a clearing or a certain event like that. Mm -hmm. um, maybe can you walk us through a little bit what your process is? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it's teamwork. Absolutely teamwork. You know, so whether you've got your human team around you. So in the case of rescue mediums, as myself and Alison, um, uh, but when I'm at home or wherever, you know, if I, I, if I work in sometimes in Spain as well, um, then I uh, have Steve Furlong, who is my my partner my spiritual partner I've got a Steve who's a husband as well but <laughs> the other Steve is my spiritual partner and so yeah we have a, a rescue team that we put together that so we have that physical team there but we also have our spiritual team that we work uh, with and um, that spirit guides that I work with um, I can't imagine not not working with them but the process is always the same, always grounding. We always ground, put that protection around ourselves, 
open all of the chakras that's the intent we want to work in that way in love and light to help you know whoever we need to help and sometimes it's helping the homeowner you know obviously it's helping the homeowner if they've got something going on in their their home and we help the spirit to go over then it helps them as well but sometimes it's just getting them to be able to understand their own gifts and how to control their own gifts because maybe they have brought spirit home with them you know and that's the thing it's like they you know you don't want a house full of spirits unless they're in a bottle of course you don't want a house full of spirits there you know <laughs> well said yes uh, yeah um so yeah so there's lots of different reasons but um yeah you're absolutely right it can get quite um hair raising at times um the fact that spirit can't I, I say spirit can't physically hurt you and I would actually not be telling the whole truth with that because I have been thrown against a wall, um, I've been strangled, I've been pinched, I've been punched and it's not the physical but you can feel the force of it so um, if spirit want to use their energy and you're working with those who are of a lower vibration because they haven't gone over for whatever reason so their spirit energy is quite can be quite strong when they channel that energy in that way so to to push you back or to feel that physical constriction around your throat or wow. to be pinched or scratched so they can there's there's a certain amount of things that they can do however there's always a reason for them doing that so it's like why are you doing that to me you know rather than being aggressive back to them um and saying yeah oh, yeah i'll show you you know it's like hey what are you doing that for there's no need you don't have to do that if you want to talk to me just tell me what your problem is you know let's get it sorted there's a reason and you usually find it's because of fear because they fear something and then you have to find out what that fear is what is their achilles heel in order to understand what the situation is so okay. i don't believe there's anything like some someone who is evil oh i've got an evil spirit in my house yeah you hear that a lot you do yeah or a demonic presence in my house well it, it, it's a state of mind that's what it is it's a state of mind so you might feel that something is evil and it might not be a very nice spirit there but no one is born evil no one is born with the intent to hurt someone else we're born with this you know survival we're born to survive that's what we do what how we uh, become uh, individuals is is very much you know how our life pans out and how we deal with things and so that is the residual that's left over okay. and that yeah and that is what then we have to deal with but everybody has a bargaining point I don't care who they are everybody has you know there's no one that is like nasty all of the time yeah so I mean that again that's I guess just part of it too I mean myself like when I hear those sort of things I kind of get freaked out and it's like, you know, because of my own spirituality, my own awareness, I was like, oh my God, I would never go into, I had friends of mine, because once you find out, people find out that you're psychic and you can do these certain things, it's like, hey, do you want to come over to this place? I think I, and it's like, yeah, no, yeah, I don't want to go there. And this is again, during my early phases where I, I didn't know too much about it, didn't understand my gifts and about protection and grounding and stuff like that. And you talk about bringing home spirits. Um, I didn't know anything about that, but it's so amazing that it's just like a virus. Like you just, you walk along the street and then all of a sudden they cling onto you and you bring them in your home. And then it's like, why do I always feel depressed? Like what's this depressed energy? And it wasn't until I got into energy healing that, oh, that's what that is. That's yeah. not mine. And yeah. because, you know, you think it's you, you don't really get that understanding. Like, have you, like in your beginnings, did you have that same type of feeling? Like you bring home spirits, didn't know what was going on? Um. I don't ever recall doing that um, because I've I've grounded I ground every day 
Um, I've had spirits that's just that they just turn up for whatever reason. But I do understand that all of a sudden you feel down, you feel, you know, and that can be that someone has attached themselves to you uh, for a little while. Maybe they've gone and maybe they've just dumped all of their rubbish onto you. Maybe you're just hanging on to their residual energy and they've moved on. Maybe they've gone on, they've thought, oh, you know, he's not taking any notice of me. I'll go and see someone else. I'll, you know, they'll understand me, you know. So somebody who is sort of manic depressive, for example, um, and um, I, they don't choose to be, it's just how they are, whether it's a medical problem, you know, that's causing that depression or a series of events that have caused it that have, you know, set your mindset in that way. Um, if you go over to spirit and you've still got that same mindset, you, you don't suddenly sprout wings and become an angel. You know, you've still really? got Really? You don't? <laughs> you've still got that stuff you've got to deal with, right? So, yeah. um, so therefore, some of the spirit entities that I've encountered have had that stuff still going on that they have to talk through it and they have to try and understand it and make sense out of the fact that we we can't change it it's already gone it's already happened that already happened so you can't change it now what you can do is change how you're viewing it and how you deal dealing with it so that's where the counseling comes in I think you know and sometimes if I can't help them in that way I, you know, because they're still, they still don't really see it. They're still going round and round in circles. Then I have to call in help from the other side and, you know, say, I, I need to pass this one on to you because it's, you know, they, they need a deeper level of healing, really, to be able to understand what's going on before they can move on. So that's another part of the team, of course, okay. in spirit, where you pass on to someone else. So there are teams of doctors and nurses and counsellors that are there that are ready to help. So these are the uh, um, energies and spirits. So like doctors that have crossed over that they're yeah. you know still helping out humanity, whether yeah. they're in the physical or the non-physical and they're actually on the other side, you know, it's like, hey, we'll help you out and we'll get down there. Now, are there, did you find that there are levels of, I wouldn't say, I like, to, I don't want to say the words haunting, but are there levels of activity that you find in the house that, you know, some are just very light and just very easy. And then you have this extreme where it's just like really heavy, very dark and in between do you find that oh, a lot oh yeah <laughs> yeah and you know and it can be in the same it can all be in the same property so you could have some areas of the property that because you'll see me doing this a lot i'm measuring through my hand chakras i tend to do that or i'm a very touchy feely sort of person so i touch everything it's like jackie don't touch that oh god too late she's already done it <laughs> you know so i'm like this and, and you can feel the energy in some places it's really it can be quite light so you could get a spirit um in fact this is a great example Alison and i went to do an investigation at, um, at one of the properties um i can't remember which episode it was now on rescue mediums but she said to me do you know what she said i really feel like i feel like dancing i said well if you feel like dancing then dance and so we did like this waltz all around the living room like that and we were laughing and happy however the same man who uh, made her feel like that had made both of us feel very angry very frustrated he was annoyed that the kids in the house were playing music that he didn't like so oh. he wanted this nice lovely waltz music that he liked to dance to you know so he was quite aggressive with the children so that is a, a great um sort of a way of showing the different levels that one spirit can take you to within wow. one house Thanks. yeah and he was really quite angry he wasn't uh wasn't very pleasant to deal with until we got him dancing and then you know what he was lovely you know he was really lovely because he was remembering being with his wife and you know the happier times in his life so you have to take them to a happy place happy place sometimes to get them over yeah and then they kind of see the light so what are yeah. what are some of the reasons why spirit gets stuck like what are some of the major things that you've seen over the years like i mean is it mainly fear that they get stuck or like just unknown or just their feeling of incomplete they haven't completed what they came here to earth and there's like 
I got to stick around to figure this out before I can go? Like, what are some of the reasons you have found mm. that spirit still gets stuck? I haven't found anyone that has said I've not finished yet. I need, you know, I needed to, I, I don't want to be here yet. What I have found is spirit who have either not read, uh, not led a very, uh, happy life themselves maybe they have been quite abusive um and so when they get to the end of their life and all of a sudden they realize having gone over oops i've got to account for this and therefore they're frightened i tell you one that we had which was a very uh, he 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 tried to strangle me and he also pinched Alison wow. um, and uh, he he was a quite an aggressive character in fact so much so that we were in this basement in this um, bar and uh, he he it was really it was a basement so basements aren't the cleanest of places yeah, and as we, they are. We, we were covered in dust and dirt you know but it is as it is and that's where he decided he wanted us to be because he thought that he could threaten us there and he got he overshadowed me um, and I do allow the overshadowing and so does Alison because sometimes you need to get the story over and the only way you can do that is by allowing them for their merge. energy to merge so that you can see it through their eyes. You can feel what's going on. Oh so, that, so that, so that, but it's controlled. It's very oh, yeah. controlled, even though, but it doesn't look controlled at times. It is. So he came very close and he tried to strangle me. He'd already pinched Alison. I think he punched her as well. Um, but when we got right down to what his fear was, why was he doing that? Uh, he sort of really clammed up. And we had to take him to a happy place. So whilst he was overshadowing me, Alison had said to him, what, what, what's your happy place? What, what do you remember? What can you see? And he saw his mother and he became a young boy with his dog down by this lovely stream. And his mum was there and he went laughing and happy to his, his mum. So we brought her in to help with the rescue. And so he went over with the mindset of being a young boy. Um, wow. But it, it, he didn't like women uh, very much in that particular bar. And we found out why. We found out that it used to be a men's only place. So he didn't like it when it became, you know, ladies could go there as well. I think he had other personal issues, but we didn't want to go into all, all of that. We got him to, to go over. But his happy place was when he was a child. Yeah. and seeing his his mum so we got his mum to come in to take him over so that that is um his fear was the fact that he hadn't been very nice he wasn't nice to people he wasn't nice to his partner you know he wasn't nice to women in general he just didn't really like women being there you know so it's interesting that his mum came forward uh, of, of all know. people though i mean he hates women but then usually yeah. you know a lot of our a lot of our issues either yeah. deal with our parents right so yeah. but his yeah. mother i mean that's the time so there has to uh, be something yeah. um after his childhood that kind of triggered that type of event yeah. where he went into that space but yeah it's amazing how you know overshadowing like that i mean that itself do you ever get scared do you ever kind of go like okay i'm out of here uh, you know, I don't want to be in this place. This is, this is a little too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at, at times you say, oh, really? Oh, do we have to do this? I know that um, Alison has said on a couple of occasions, um, I, 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 can't, I can't do this. I, I, I really can't do this. And this was early on. I mean, she really was thrown in at the very, very deep end with this work. She hadn't done anything like this before, rescue mediums. So... Uh, when she was chosen to be my partner on the show, um, we had to train her up quick. So Steve Furlong and, and I took her on investigations to try and get her up to speed. Obviously, you've got to, to learn on the job, so to speak, with this uh, kind of work. She did brilliantly, but she she did get real scared at times. And I said, you can do it, you can do it. So a couple of times she's wanted to go, I no, this is it, I'm, I'm done, I'm done. Um, but it, it can become, it's very draining. It's very, very draining work, oh, as I you can imagine. That. Yeah, because you're not only using your own energy, you're trying to control their energy. 
and channel what they're giving to you like in the case with um with the guy and his mum we think his mum had passed away when he was young mm. and and that was it you know he'd got this like oh why did she leave me that sort of thing so it oh, could have yeah. been a trigger from from then um so it's it's a, a a case of trying to find out why these things are happening and sometimes the only way is to allow that overshadowing oh that know, shattering yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean that's a, such a profound thing but the fact that you would allow would allow spirit to do that said something about your character because i mean you know that is i mean that in itself what is, stupid be, <laughs> <laughs> well I'm, i wouldn't just well i mean you brought it yeah. up but i was like uh, my brain was like going yeah i mean because you know as i do my own mediumship work too i mean i do kind of blend with that and it's usually it's it's a more happy and joyous kind of a feeling but again when you're dealing with mediumship like you get and i'm very much an empath like i feel everything so having spirit you know be like that type of angry spirit to come there and to into to kind of merge with that and to feel what's going on so you have a better idea i mean i salute you young lady i mean that's i mean <laughs> I don't know if I'd be doing that. I mean, I'd be, I'd be watching you on TV instead of going into the house. Uh, I know uh, one of the, um, one of the shows that we did, um, we had to deal with a shapeshifter and I've dealt with shapeshifters before. Um, but this one was, it had driven the, the whole family out of the house. They wouldn't live in the house. They, they had to move out of the house wow. um, because the energy was so bad there. I mean, they had been, they'd had a, a television thrown at them. That's how strong this energy was in the house. Wow. It, it was like a whirlwind of energy. That's the only way I can describe it. Um, and it was residual energy. But the interesting thing about uh, this was we had to slow the energy down and we had to because it was literally bouncing off the walls all over everywhere, you know, and you'd see a shadow move and the camera had picked up um, this this shadow moving as well, which was that's amazing in itself. Um, and so we had to slow it down to a point of, OK, what? happened let's find out let's go to an in let's go to how you were before what happened before this became a turmoil what happened before that so we had an image of this man who appeared to be a farmer with his wife and his kids and farming this land uh really sort of you know just getting on with life quite content and everything else and then boom the energy changed again it became this real aggressive whirlpool of energy eventually uh, we found out that um, his son had gone out in the to the to him in the field and he'd gotten caught up in uh, a, one of the traps that he'd set and the son had died oh, wow. and he blamed himself for that and then he blamed his wife for allowing the wife to, for the wife allowing the boy to go to him in the field, and it, it just completely changed this man's energy totally. Um, yeah, we did find evidence of that. You know, there was evidence to be found afterwards. Um, Edna managed to find um, the evidence that went with that. But wow, what a story that was! And it wasn't Crazy. until we'd tapped into what it was we had to get his wife and his son whose son who had died to come for him to show him that you know i'm okay dad i'm fine it wasn't your fault it's just one of those things and they took him over you know and and that's when his healing started and uh yeah then he transitioned over then he transitioned, yeah. So, that's, but yeah, yeah that that was a difficult one, very difficult because it was you, you're working with just energy, and every time he thought about that moment, boof, it was a f energy force that could knock you off your feet. Yeah, that, I mean that in itself. Uh, you know, you hear about these things, and a lot of times it's like, yeah, that's yeah, that's horseshit. Like, yeah, come on, really, spirit can do that. Yeah, it can do that. Like I have first-hand experience now. This is kind of interesting. I actually, uh, in my teenage years, I grew up in a funeral home, so oh, wow. I was around. I was around death all the time, mm -hmm. and thank God, my mediumship abilities didn't uh, didn't open up till later in life, 
because the energy in that place was so was so depressing, so toxic for the most part anyways. And uh, it's amazing how things would happen in that. And I never talked about it, but I knew stuff was happening in in the place we were living because it was a funeral home and because spirits still lingering around. Now I never actually seen the spirit Thank, Thank God. Um, but I definitely knew that spirit was there because there was a lot of weird stuff happening all the time. Like just a small little things like a little flicker here, little banging here, little knock here. You know, it's, it's a, all of a sudden you get this cold breeze that come by you. And at the time I didn't really think too much about it, but as I got older and I look back at my life and it's like, Oh my God, I didn't believe, I can't believe all those spirits were there all the time, but then it makes yeah. sense. Like, hello, you're living in a funeral home of all places. Yeah. 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 Do you think that it was uh, because um, this, it was the spirits connected to, to the those who were deceased? Or do you think it was spirit coming in for those who had been deceased? I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest with ah, you. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it was it, it very varied, like depending on, you know, what the circumstances of the person who died and what the death was. Because mm. uh, it was it was because it was such a variety of, of, of events that happened where people crossed over. Some were you know, just, you know, somebody had a heart attack and died in the old age. And then some were just absolutely violent stuff, you know, car wrecks and things like that, suicides, all the, you know, the whole gambit of that too, as well. So it always varied on different things. Now, do you find yourself when you kind of go out and do your travels, you know, around the world pre, pre COVID, like you'd be walking into a building or a space and you just kind of like all of imagine, you go, Oh, there's spirit there. Like you can just see, see and feel spirit all the time walking around what's going on. I wouldn't say it's all the time because I do switch off, you okay. know, and I, I have this deal with uh, my main spirit guide and, uh, you know, please don't allow anyone to come through that spiritual doorway, cut my antenna, my psychic antenna off my, you know, my spider senses, I call it my spider senses, cut them off unless it, it's absolutely necessary or I am. Um, just being nosy I want to see what's going on so if I go into say I'm looking into an ancestral home you know that I want to go and have a look at you know then I would I would definitely open up because I want to connect with the energy there and I want to see if there's anyone around can you tell me about anything about this house that is not in the guidebooks here you know Um, because that that's just me that's what I'm like I do the same in museums (laughs) (laughs) I like to know more than is actually there because then I can go and see, you know, if I can find anything out about it afterwards. Now, do you um, find, oh, sorry, I mean, I'm just with the museum. Do you find that, um, you know, there's energy attached to um, certain items? So let's say you're going to like an Egyptian museum um, and all the artifacts there and like you can sense the energy that's still some energy or spirit attached to those, Mm, to those artifacts. Yeah, they can be. Yeah, uh, because um, it's and it can be just the residual, of course, it can be the residual energy, but it could be uh, the caretaker of as well, you know, so somebody's looking after a particular piece, or it just could be that, you know, there is an attachment to that. I did an investigation here where I uh, live, Um, a lady been having problems in a garden. Uh, well, not just in a garden, but in in the house. But the garden in particular had a really strange feel to it. And the house next door and the one next door to that also, they, they all got together, had a little natter and they said, oh, there's something really odd about this. So I went to take a look and uh, encountered a Roman soldier who um, told me that there was, you know, that had been a burial site at one point. So I contacted a local historian um, to to see, you know, and he said, oh, yes, yes. He said, yeah, there used to be, you know, there used to be a Roman fort uh, near here. And he said there was a burial site there. He said, in fact, there were two urns found and they're now in the Grosvenor Museum in Chester. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, so I had to make a pact with this Roman soldier that there was like a little designated area to him where the homeowners would uh, be respectful of of that area and that they would plant something nice in honour of, you know, those that had passed before. And uh, yeah, so he's still looking after (laughs) the area, you know, even though the remains are not there. But yeah, he's he's the guardian of that uh, area. 
Now, do you find there's a difference too as well with working with spirits and stuff like that? I've heard sometimes that people get confused that there might be like, you know, the difference between having fairies, elementals, gnomes, and and elves, you know, doing mischief and doing little things versus spirit. Like, uh, how do you determine the difference between the two or the different types of energies that may be kind of playing around with you, yeah. so to say? Yeah, well, uh, because I know, <laughs> I know the difference. <laughs> um, so... Um, I've seen fairies twice in my life. I saw them once when I was a child and I saw them once as a grown up. Um, and the ones I saw as a child were actually quite big. They were about this big. Um, and they weren't particularly uh, very, they, weren't, they didn't look like Tinkerbell. You know, they didn't look anything like Tinkerbell. Um, and they were very industrious and the wings only came out when they needed to fly. Uh, so that was interesting to me because I didn't notice they'd got wings until they went to jump out of the window and I thought oh my god they're gonna fall uh, they didn't um, and then the the ones that I saw as an adult they were they were tiny little things but they were a little bit they were quite annoyed the fact that I was there so oh, really? it was like yeah this is like oh we're looking after this you have you don't need to be here this is our little uh, domain here you don't need to be there I've got the bottom of my garden is a fairy garden I have to say I've got little toadstools and everything there in the bottom of the garden it is a fairy garden um, and so I'm very aware of the elementals um, I have never come across um, a gnome I don't believe other than the garden statue gnomes, but the, I I believe that there are so many things in this world that we uh, you know we're we're not privy to seeing, but they are there. I do respect those different elements, yeah, but with it, spirit it, energy, I just know it's the knowing, isn't it? When I just know, see, I don't see spirit. Uh, so like, you're clear cognizant. You know, well, it depends what I'm doing. Okay. When I'm when I'm working. Um, with spirit rescue, I can see a physical form because the vibrations are heavier vibrations. So I can see that there. Mostly it's here that I see. When I'm working, doing readings or whatever, I see an energy. I work with a personality and I can see an energy form. So I may see uh, lights, colors, lights, uh, a haze as well, a different in a light and shade. You know, all of a sudden I'm aware of uh, just a, a very, very slight change in the energy. Um, but I can I can sense uh, all the time. So you're using all of your senses, you yeah. know, when you work clairvoyantly anyway, aren't you? But it depends how I'm working as to uh, what of the senses that I use and how I perceive spirit. But normally in a reading, I'm not I don't see them there i'm just aware of that personality so if somebody had great sense of humor when they were alive they still got that great sense of humor, humor. now yeah i've yeah. heard this quote it's like um you know it, you know they talk about you know if a person crosses over they still have the same personality as they cross over so if he was a an idiot in this lifetime he's an idiot on the other side too as yeah. well yeah, yeah for them very much yeah yeah that's amazing yeah it's it's interesting how now do you find that you know depending on the individual and the personality that your either your clairvoyance, your claircognizance would kind of turn on, turn off. One would be more stronger than the other, depending on the spirit itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On well, I you know because everybody has got um, a different um, personality. Everybody's different, and you you might speak to one person in one way, then you go and speak to somebody else. You talk to them completely different, you know. And so it's the same with spirit uh, energy. You talk to them in a complete or communicate with them in a completely different way, depending on how they're communicating with you, you know. Okay. So if if someone comes towards me with an aggressive energy uh, with spirit uh, rescue or investigation uh, work, then I, I, I don't go back to them with that same energy. I try to either well, let's shift it, let's talk about something else or let's let's soften it Let, let's see you know try try to soften the energy a little bit be complimentary or whatever like oh you've got a nice perfume today or whatever you know just try to be complimentary to them in some way that that lets you know lets them know that they can trust you because it's all about trust it has to be about trust yeah. you know 
That yeah, that's so important. It's amazing, you know, those sort of things. Um, so are there any like tips and tricks that people can have? Like if they're, you know, cause the great thing about a podcast, it's like, it's worldwide. And there's like people over in the UK, um, over in uh, New Zealand and Australia and stuff like that. And I have even have listeners in Singapore, which is still blows me away. Um, if they're, if they're feeling like there's, there's a spirit there and unfortunately you can't travel to Singapore at this time to help them out. Is there something that they can do, um, in their home or something like that to maybe ease it or maybe kind of help um, themselves? Yeah. Um, and I do get uh, a lot of people asking that question. Um, by the way, rescue mediums um, just go out in Singapore. <laughs> it's dubbed, but it goes out in Singapore. That's um, brilliant. I love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I always advise grounding, you know, so I teach, uh, I would teach somebody how to ground and how to put that layer of protection around themselves, n not just for spirit, but to preserve your own energy levels, to get you in control of your own gift to, you know, because we've all got this ability to be able to communicate um, and then, you know, lighten the place up, bring something, you know, like uh, flowers in you know, freshly uh, cooked flowers. So uh, yellow flowers are really good for lifting the energy. Okay. Yeah, you can use a, you know, a, a sage one smudge stick. Yeah. yeah, to that, of course, is a, a great cleanser. Crystals are fantastic yep. as well for absorbing negative energy, then putting out um, positive energy. It's lifting the vibrations in order to, to find out what's happening. Is it residual energy? Or is there a spirit entity there? And if there is a spirit entity there, what do they want? So, you know, talk to them just like you would. You know, if a, if a stranger came into your house, you'd say, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> what do you want? I don't know you if know. I'd be that polite, though. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, like, yeah. <laughs> are yeah. you? But it, it's, it's, it's like you've got to be able to uh, say to them, look, this is my space. You know, if, if you once lived here, there is a nicer place there. Get them to think of something nice. Get them to think of someone who's in spirit that they had a fantastic time with, that they would really love to connect back with. And then as soon as they feel that, nine times out of 10, their energy will shift. The thought, of course, because the thought is there, will go straight to that person and they'll get the help, you know. So I could go into like, you know, creating a doorway that you're going to open and you're going to guide them through, you know, you're going to allow the light to come in uh, to the room and then make sure you close it after, put sticky tape around it so you've got no one coming through. That is just for that purpose. Just for that person. Yeah. yeah. The, the other thing I do is remote rescue. So okay. I will uh, send the, um, and I've had quite a lot of success with this uh, all over the world. It doesn't work every time, but it can work. So I, I send a photograph of this building that I'm in now of our front door because we have a manned portal here, okay, that is there for remote rescue work. Specifically so, for that. Exactly for that, yeah. So um, the information that we send it is, you know, print off this photograph of Feather's front door, put it somewhere where you've got a lot of things going on. You know, there's a, you feel that this is where that spirit energy is in that room. Um, so put it there. And every time you feel a connection with that, that spirit energy or they're doing something, they're switching lights on and off or they're moving something, say to them, go to Feather's front door. Don't say go to Jackie because I don't want him at my house. Just say, <laughs> go, go to Feather's front door and picture that front door there. And what happens is as soon as they make that connection, because if they're communicating with you, they'll know what you're saying. As soon as they make that connection, we have an amazing spirit helper. Well, we have two actually, but one main one, her name's Mavis. And unfortunately, she has a dreadful smell with her. It doesn't last long. And I have to explain to people in advance, she smells like cat pee. And I, I have to apologize to people in advance. But you know what? It's something that really works because yeah. it's a smell that's unmistakable. Yeah. 
and it doesn't link smell. it doesn't linger you know it's just that as soon as they make that connection there Mavis is there straight away and she brings, she brings them in. straight here and nine times out of ten she can get them to go straight through the portal cool. just... however if there is still a problem they wait in my waiting room and I speak to them or Steve speaks to them mm. to find out hey what what's going on what's the problem then eventually we we get them to go through once they're through once they're in feathers they can't go back wow. to where they they've come from so I use that in a lot of cases and uh, sometimes they have to put pictures in more than one room and sometimes it takes a little bit of you know, I need to get on Zoom with with them and we need to do a remote thing like that. I've done that with uh, a few different people as well. Um, that can that can help uh, help. But it's all intent, of course, yeah, you know, course, thoughts yeah. of living things. So, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I mean, that's, that's so interesting. Cat pee. Uh, I know. Yeah, like you're sitting in your house and go, why do I smell urine? Like, what's that yeah. really, you know, really strong smell? Like, you'd be going, yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. Jackie told me that, that yeah, Mavis is here. We got to, you know, she's <laughs> ushering spirit. Thanks, Mavis. So now, you know, you know, it's somehow my brain, I'm going to be going, I'm going to be walking around my apartment looking for smelling, you know, cat, cat pee. And I have cat no cat. Yeah, like, I don't have no cat. I'm like, Mavis. All right. I have no spirits or Mavis, but thanks for showing up. Yeah. That's fantastic. So Jackie, we're almost out of time here. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's been absolutely um, fantastic. I am very happy that you had the chance to come on the show and talk to a, a lot of people about this. I know it's a fascinating subject. A lot of people are interested in the work you do. And obviously, because your show has been so popular over the years, um, I guess we're just going to have to wait for other seasons. Or is that coming up in the pipeline after this whole COVID thing gets out of the way? We would love to. Well, it's down to the broadcaster. It's not down to us, really. We're all ready and waiting. Alistair and I have both got our uh, Nimbus 2000s waiting to get going, you know. Um, so it's down to the broadcasters to, you know, to to say, yeah, we're going to fund this. We'll, you know, no one's got any money at the moment. So it's yeah. we put it out to the universe. Um, we're, we're all, yeah, we're all ready. Just let us know and we'll be there. Ready so to go. We, yeah, we've got other stuff in the pipeline. I'm doing stuff here. Um, I've done a lot of um, stuff over Zoom, obviously. Um, there, so I've got things like the Sidekick Box. I'm doing a lot for VeryParanormal.com. Um, it's like the Psychic Boxes for that. We've got the Psychic Diaries, uh, Rescue Mediums, Behind the Scenes. Um, that's all available on VeryParanormal.com as well. There's some great tutorials on there as well. You know, lots of stuff going on uh, on there. Um, but yeah, physical stuff when the when everything's lifted. Yeah, we're hoping we hoping that we can get going with stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Yeah, it's always a great yeah. show, and I know you know it's over the years. It's just been so popular, and um, it's interesting. It's just to see how much people are so interested in mediumship, you know, and what you guys do. It's fantastic. So where can they find you, Jackie? If people are looking for you on the World Wide Web, where can they find you? Yep, they can find me www.jackiedennison.com. So, or Feathers Academy, just type in Feathers Academy. Rescue Mediums, you'll get hold of me, or veryparanormal.com as well. You know, on Facebook, I'm a bit here, there, and everywhere, really. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And I'll have all the information in the description uh, below, uh, in the description on the uh, video and the audio, too, as well. Thank that you. being said, Jackie, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show all the way from the UK. Yes. It's like my second home. I, I, I had so much, I, prior to COVID, I really enjoyed being over there. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. So that being said, Jackie, I'm just going to close off the show. This has been the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with Michael Philpott. Thank you so much for joining me and goodbye for now. <laughs>